So we recorded the What Bugs Me episode and it ended up being a lot longer than we expected it to be. So we had to split it into two episodes, part one and part two. You heard part one last week. And so now this is part two of the What Bugs Me episode. Last time on the Skip and Josh podcast. Actually, I should I should let the listeners know that the only part of the show I'm involved in is, is talking. Everything else is done by Skip. The Skip and Josh podcast is on now. So what else you got on your list? Okay, so another thing that bugs me. You're kidding me? Boy, are you bugging me, man? I'm gonna, when I get, I'm gonna nail, ooh, I'm, I'm getting bugged now, whoa, man. Is, uh, and I'm not sure what exactly it is that bugs me, but, you know, in the NFL, they have this, um, this rule where you can franchise a player. Yeah. I mean, I don't fully understand how it works, but right. whatever. So basically, you choose a player on your team. If you decide to franchise him, they figure out what I think the... They have to be paid in the top five of that position or correct. the top seven right. of that position. Right, right. And so you, there's no negotiation. The Please. salary is what the salary is. It's a mathematical formula. Yeah. And you pay that guy and he doesn't have a choice. Well, they put this in so that players, teams could keep their stars. Right, right. right. I actually like the rule. It's fine. I, I like the rule. So, um, I mean, the players have nothing to complain about. They're getting the paid within the top five of their position. Exactly. So they should be happy, right? So just this week, (laughs) um, uh, the Washington Redskins, they franchised Kirk Cousins for the second year in a row. Yeah. Kirk Cousins or Kirk Cousins? I pronounce it Kirk. Okay. K-I-R-K. Yeah. It seems like the general manager of the Redskins doesn't pronounce it the same way as you. (laughs) Doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Right. So, um, so they franchised him. It's already the third time they franchised. The second time. Second time. Second time. Now, before they did, they made him a contract offer, and um, it wasn't you know much higher than what the franchise. I think it was less. I think that what they offered him was less than what he was going to make. It was just it was over two years, maybe. Uh, It might have been less per year, but it was certainly more overall. Overall. Well, yeah, more overall because there's two years. But right. Yeah. Any case, I'm not exactly sure, but I know it was it was certainly more. He he turned down their offer. And I guess he's made up his mind that he doesn't want to play for the Washington Redskins. And so they could have offered him the sun, the moon, and the stars. And he might have said no anyway. Right. Um, so in the end, he turned him down and, you know, they decided to franchise him. And now he's going to have to play for the franchise tag, which I think this year is, is it $34 million? It's a, million, big, it's a big number. Right. It's a huge number. So here's what bugs me. Um Kirk Cousins and any quarterback and any player in any league is allowed to do whatever they want to do. But I mean, here he's basically settling, and I'm putting that in quotations, for $34 million, I believe is what he's going to get for this year. Um, Kirk Cousins is not one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. He might be in the top 15, maybe. I would say he's... Probably top fifteen. Yeah, I mean, he. What is it? What is he? He's done? a better than average quarterback. He's played two full seasons only. Yeah, and last year, if you recall, in the last month of the season, when there were two important games that the Redskins he had was to terrible. win, they he lost both of them, or the Redskins lost both of them, and yeah. he was awful in those games. Yeah. So really, what has he done, and what has he done to deserve? Thirty-four million dollars. The Redskins that gave it to him, so that's why he deserves it. Right? No, but well, the Redskins didn't give him anything. The Redskins were forced to give him this amount. But but they could have let him go. They they could have let him go. Yes, they could have let him go. But then they they have nothing in return. Then they have nothing. My point is, it seems like it appears that 
Kirk Cousins is upset about the amount of money he's going to make this it year. It does appear that way, yeah. Now, if I'm Kirk Cousins and I have the resume that he has, he has no business being upset about that not, at all. Not at all. Like, You're right. Like, most fans, I don't know if they side with the players or they side with management. And I know the Redskins are one of the worst. You should bear, You should almost never sign with side with management. Like, I, I feel like most of the time, I mean... Like, you know what they always say, like, when there's a work stoppage or whatever, we're talking billionaires versus millionaires, right? So, like, the owners are much more greedy than the players, don't you think? I, you know what? Players are just trying to get their piece of the action. I'm not sure who's more greedy than who, Um, but, and I know that the Redskins are one of the worst managed organizations in professional sports. In the Snyder era. Yeah, yeah, no, I I get that. But in this particular case, I will side with the Redskins management because... This quarterback, who's had two full seasons, not even, less than two full seasons, um, is going to get $34 million. So can you tell me, what is is, um, Aaron Rodgers getting paid? What is Russell Wilson getting paid? What is Tom Brady getting paid? I think all those guys that I just named, I think they're getting less. I think they are, yeah. Than than Kirk Cousins. Maybe they have a long-term deal. That's the Cousins. You know, and and, and there's other quarterbacks I'm leaving out, like Drew Brees and whatever. Um, So how is he... Kirk Cousins worth more than all those other guys that I just named. I mean, it it has to do with how bad the franchise is in that they have this guy. They had had Robert Griffin, right? They thought was their quarterback of the future. And then they drafted Cousins also, same year. And Griffin didn't pan out or he got hurt. They couldn't come back. And then they went to Cousins and he was good. He wasn't great. He was good. But I don't think uh, the Redskins as an organization were ever sold on this is our this is the guy that's going to take us to the Super Bowl. So they are just like in a holding pattern for the last few years. Like, okay, we'll give him a one-year deal. All right, well, you know, he's pretty good. We'll give him another one year. They don't want to sign him to a long-term contract. But they're but they're such a bad organization that they don't want to rebuild either. <laughs> right? You know what? I don't I don't think he deserves a long-term contract. I think he deserves yeah. a one-year deal well, because you know, he still hasn't proven that he's going to be like the next yeah. great thing. Well, I mean, so it's, so so you're going to sign him to a long term deal and then you know he'll 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 play one well, maybe two I can more tell seasons you right and now, then, and then he'll have, be he'll yeah. then he'll be out of the league. I can tell you right now he's going to have a bad year. They have no receivers. They have no receivers. Okay. Absolutely. Deshaun is gone yeah. and Pierre Garcon also is gone. Pete Waiter and their tight end Jordan Reed always has concussions, mm-hmm. so they, they don't have any receivers. Right. And they're not a good team by any by any like if you read any of the they acquired the, the receiver from the Cleveland Browns that used to be a quarterback in college. Yeah, um, Terrell Pryor. Yeah. But I mean, they're by all accounts when you read the previews and you know some of the prognostications, like they're going to be a bad team this year. Yeah, they'll, you know? they'll be so terrible. so he's probably not going to have a good year, and he's still going to get thirty four million dollars next year. Yeah, no, next year they're not going to franchise him again. They're probably going to walk, and then he's going to be a free agent, and he'll he's going to no no this season he's getting thirty four. Oh million. no no yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about the next season. You know, like can they franchise him again? They can, but so. I mean, I I don't think he's going to. Well, well you, no, but if they decide to franchise him, he has no choice. Oh, no, I don't think they can franchise him again. This Why is not? it. Uh, I think there was the maximum. I think there are only two times. And really? I'm not sure. We'd okay. have to look that up. Anyway. So I think next year he's going to be playing somewhere for someone else and making much less money. That's what I'm getting at. So I guess what bugs me is Kirk Cousins then. The, well, the whole thing, it's just blown out of proportion. It's like it's in the news and everyone's talking about it. And the, you know, the, the clip of the GM saying Kurt with a T 12 times in a, in a one minute press conference is just ridiculous. That's deplorable, unfathomable, improbable. It's like the organization's a joke, right? And like it, the whole thing is like a big joke, right? I, I just, you know. So another thing that bugs me. Oh, another. Changing the subject the list completely. Is going, yeah. yeah. 
the NBA Summer League. So this is no. the Summer League. This isn't preseason basketball. This isn't like Grapefruit League baseball. This isn't preseason hockey, which all of those are meaningless. Yeah, but at least they have the actual players on the teams. Right. This is Summer League where... None of the good players are playing in this league yeah, at all. It's, it's only all, the rookies. It's only the rookies, and I think maybe some second-year yeah, players are yeah, there as well. Yeah. And yeah, and, and the whole season is like two weeks long. Yeah. And, it's a tournament. It's a big tournament. And the hugest deal was made about this year's Summer League oh, all because of Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Ball yeah. Like, who cares if the Lakers win this? First of all, Lonzo Ball didn't even play in the championship game. Yeah. They actually hand out an MVP of the league for a two-week tournament. Yeah. I, why is there such a big deal made out of this? Well, you know, this whole thing is the, is the most useless thing ever, and people are making such a huge fuss about it. You know what else? There was one game where Lonzo Ball sat out because he was injured, and people were saying, no, 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 he's not injured. He didn't want to play against Aaron Fox because he didn't want to look bad. That's why they sat him out. No, I don't think so. But that's that's what they're saying. I know, but I don't think so. I think he was injured and whatever. But, like, you're right. The Summer League's a joke. Complete joke. And, um, I mean, it's the whole Summer League is a marketing scheme. You know, it's well, it's about getting people into the Las Vegas, into the arena. They show it on NBA TV. They talk about it. It gives ESPN and TNT something to talk about. But, I mean, in the end, you know, like, the whole thing is nothing. It's just a little rookie tournament, you know. They don't play defense. They're not, uh, the, the games are not really any good. And, of course, when the Lakers won, Magic held up that trophy and said, the Lakers are back. And, which is the biggest joke of all. And, and, and half the guys, if not more than half the guys that are playing aren't even going to make their own teams, their respective teams. No, 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 you're right. One or two guys on each of the teams is going to so, make their teams. So even if you have a great game and even if you have a great tournament... But even, for the players, it means something because but if you, they you, perform you, well in Summer League, they may get a they may get a D-League contract or they may get a, you know, like... A, a, they may end up being the 12th man on their team. But you performed well against what? Not against but good it's, competition. But it's all you had to perform against, though. That's all they're asking you to do. That's fine. Yeah. But it's like... This does not translate to how you're going to perform in the regular season no. against actual players yeah, who have no, no. been in the league. I, I agree. I it's agree. a joke. I agree. The D League has been around for a few years. It got a lot more attention in the last few years. And you're right. This year, it was only people only cared about it because of Alonzo Ball. That's all. I mean, it's that that's the whole thing. And and I feel bad for Alonzo Ball to be honest because he's a really good player, and because of his father. <laughs> Well, luckily, he, everyone hates him. Like, luckily, he himself is a normal person. Yeah, he's he's, he's not fine. like his dad no, at all. No, not at all. And he knows that his dad's like putting un like unnecessary controversy around him, mm -hmm. around him. Yeah. And I don't think he likes it, but you know, it's his father, right? What is he going to do? Right. But, but you know what? The one thing I always remember about Lonzo Ball is I knew about him long before I ever knew about his father. You know. Preseason last year, UCLA was highly ranked. Everyone was talking about Lonzo Ball. This guy's a top five pick for sure. Maybe first overall, one of the best players in the country. And you only started to hear about his father at a certain point during the year, later in the season, NCAA tournament, the draft, the stupid shoes, you know? Which, by the way, he wore like, he wore his big baller brand shoes during the uh, yeah. Summer League. He also wore Adidas during the Summer League. Yeah. He also wore Nike during the, the Summer Kobe's, League. Yeah. So he's we wore several a, different types of shoes. Are you going to get a pair of big ballers? Zero chance. <laughs> Do you understand? They have flip flops. The flip flops, the big baller flip flops, really How are like two hundred dollars oh, for flip flops. I gotta check those out. Yeah, I don't have anything that costs two hundred dollars. No, not for shoes. No, <laughs> shoes are expensive now. Okay, but they're not two hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. Let's keep going. What else is on your list? So here's another thing that bugs me: when you're watching highlights on television. So I'm not a millennial. 
I don't watch a lot of things on my phone. Um, I know that people who are like 20 and under, yeah, they watch everything on their phone. Their phone or their tablets, right? So here's what bugs me. Sometimes you're watching the highlights and I don't know if it's the highlight of the night or it's like something that happened, you know, overseas or in Europe or who knows what. It's not something where there's any television footage. Right. So they've got some camera footage of it from someone in the crowd. Exactly. Yeah. They, they got some footage. Low from, quality. Yeah. Some, 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 some footage from someone's phone and they show this on television. This bugs me to no end. But they only show those things when something's really good, no? That, that's fine. But the quality of the of the video is so bad. Yeah. Either either the video's great. But they, they still or, want to show or the it person, to you. Or the why. person that's recording it. Is moving. Their hand is shaking. <laughs> yeah. And so you're watching it and you just want to throw up. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, I don't want to see this. Like, yeah. like, you want to put this on your website? Put it on your website. Don't put it on television. <laughs> that's bad television. I'm watching a big screen television yeah. to see high quality images yeah, and video. Yeah, and then you have pixels that are one inch big on your screen. Bing, 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 pixels, right. pixels everywhere. I, I don't want to see pixels and I don't want... Right, because the, that, the that person footage, when holding... it's blown up on an 80 inch TV, is like, it looks like nonsense. Right, right? and, and, and I, I don't want I don't want the, the person's hand to be shaking. Yeah, you I'm know? in agreement. I'm in agreement. I don't like that. Next subject. That bugs me. We're one rapid fire now? Well, I told you, some of these are only 30 seconds. But you know when they do put those on, it's like it's usually something pretty cool. I'd rather not see it. Oh I don't need to see it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, another thing that bugs me. We may have talked about this in a few in a past episode. I'm not sure. Um, you'll hear. You'll hear. Uh, you'll hear. Oh well, uh, this team's going like on a two week road trip. Yeah. Um, and so that's going to be really grueling for them. And they have to do. You know, they be- they go better go at least 500 on this road trip. And if they can do that and come home. Oh. Then, then maybe they're. Re- but what bugs me is, do you understand when these players go on a road trip, like whatever sport it is—hockey, baseball, football, basketball—their road trips, they live better like on these airplanes and in these hotels well, than you and I in in, in our regular well, homes. We had Joe on, yes, in the one of the first ten episodes, yeah, and he talked about being on the Buffalo, Buffalo Sabers private plane. Yeah, yeah. So don't tell me about oh, like it's a tough road trip. And if anything. Road trips should be easier than well, playing at home. There's a lot because, of people because when you're you on the road, distractions of your family, not and your only wife. <laughs> not only that, not only that. Like when you're on the road, like all you have to think about is your game, right? So you're all together at the hotel, and then there's a bus that takes you from the hotel to the arena or the stadium. So it's not like you have to worry about okay, you know, I live at, if I'm if we're playing home game, one player might live 15 minutes away from the stadium, another player might live 30 minutes away. They got to the drive themselves. They got to drive themselves. They got to sit through traffic. They got to make sure they leave on time and stuff, and, and bring everything with them. But when you're on the road, everything you need is there. You travel as a team on the bus. All you have to remember is to wake up, and that's it. <laughs> and, and 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 these hotels are only you think about this five stuff. star hotels, only if not six star hotels. They're six star hotels. What I'm just saying, like they yeah, they, they stay be. in the best hotel on the planet. Yeah, I'm sure. They're they're um the the, the airplanes, you know. Yeah, they, they're they're charter planes. Yeah, they can sprawl out. They got tons of leg room. They got tons of good yeah, food. It's not like me flying and uh, flying to New York. Exactly. Like, uh, exactly. Three hundred pound uh, 
Exactly. Man. There's no there's no middle seats. So I don't ever want to hear any player or any coach. But or the any players manager. don't complain about it. You don't hear ever hear the players complain about it. It's always the press that's like, oh, they're on a road trip. It's kind of like you said. It's always the 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 beat writers, right? That are, okay. that are making well, whoever's it complaining it. about the road trip better stop, stop complaining stop about complaining. the road trip. Yeah, and it's funny how they try to like compartmentalize like the road trips. You know, like Canadians are going on like a they're going on a six game road trip out west, right? They bet they they need to play. They need to go at least three and three. Well, why not go five and one? Mm. Yeah, like <laughs> it, the only the only league where it's actually more difficult to win on the road is the NBA. Yeah, for uh, and, we, and that's still and, like and a mystery. Right, yeah. right. Um, well, I think the NFL there is some kind of home field advantage, but it's not pronounced. I don't, I don't like know. Like fifty-five, forty-five, something like this. Right? I don't know how much yeah. advantage. But the NBA, is. the home court advantage, when you look at the numbers, it's big, right? If you're a good team, you're a good team. You play anywhere. Like the Houston Astros are a good team. The LA Dodgers are a good team. Yeah. I'm sure if you looked at their home record and their away record, yeah. it's almost identical. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You got it. So another thing that bugs me is whatever league it is, whatever sport it is, just prior to the draft, and it's not even just prior, it's like a week before, a month before, even sometimes a year before the draft, they'll do what they they'll, they call their draft rankings. Oh yeah, so this guy's going to go first, this guy's going to go second, this guy's yeah. going to go third. yeah. And so you've got all these experts saying who's going to go where. Right. These draft rankings, whatever sport, whatever league, whatever TV network is doing them, they're all meaningless. Oh yeah. Like you have no idea who's going to go, who's going to get picked where. Yeah. You might have some insight because you spoke to a general manager who has the third pick and he says, "Oh yeah, I really like this guy." Whatever. So you might know that, but it's really meaningless the draft rankings because. If you look at the draft rankings prior to a draft, it's totally changed. Yeah. And then you look at the actual draft. And then you look five, ten years down the road how those players actually turned out. So what's the point of doing a draft ranking a year before? Exactly. Well, I remember there's a few examples that stand out. One is like, so for instance, Phil Kessel. He was ranked number one. Number one ranked player the year leading up to his draft. He had a bad world junior. I don't know. And then all of a sudden he fell. Um, Harry Giles this year. The, the, the draft preview came out for NBA. The draft class. Harry Giles was Harry Giles was number one on everybody's board before the season started, and then what did he go? Twentieth. Right. There's another example um, in NCAA football. This was a few years ago where there was this guy who all season long I don't remember who it was. They said, "Oh yeah, he's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. He's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft." And he had a good season in NCAA football, and then his season ended, and everyone said he's going to be the first pick in the NFL draft. So his season ended in January. I, I'm pretty sure he played in the bowl game. And then the NFL draft was in March or May. They had the combine, yeah. They had the combine, whatever. So a few months went by. Nothing happened. Like he didn't play a game. He didn't get injured. Nothing happened. And yet all of a sudden, instead of being... Who was it? I don't remember who it was. Instead of being like rated number one, he's now rated like number five. (laughs) Nothing happened. Same thing happened a few years ago with with the quarterbacks. So, like, remember a couple of years ago was Carson Wentz went number two and Jared Goff went one? Yeah. Just, just like, two months before the draft. And we're not even talking a year before. Just, like, after the college season ended and before the draft, in that time that you said, January to May, somehow these two quarterbacks who they were saying are late first-round picks all of a sudden are one-two. Because they're quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think I got one more. Oh, great. Okay, so here's another one. Um, you watch highlights a lot on TSN, on Sportsnet, on ESPN. That's what it comes on. And so, and so, um, you know, a lot of networks will have like their best play of the day or their top 10 plays of the week. Um, some, some networks even have like, uh, 
a challenge thing where we're comparing today's best play to yesterday's best play and so plays on. Plays of so the on. month and misplays of the month. Right, My right, favorite, right. you know, so, Jackie Redman. Right. I don't like any of those shows, first of all. But here's what really bugs me. So you'll see like cool plays, obviously. That's yeah. the whole point of the show. That's the whole point. Whether it's a really nice goal that Sidney Crosby scored or Connor McDavid scored where he had like two defenders draped on him or like an amazing catch that, that a wide receiver made again with uh, defenders draped all over him or like a pretty cool scissor kick in soccer or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Scissor kick. You're showing the extent of your soccer knowledge. Yes, I know a lot about soccer. So here's what bugs me. When the announcers or the hosts of the show show like this so-called amazing play and they're freaking out about it. And what is the play? It's a slam dunk in a basketball game. <laughs> a slam dunk in a basketball game happens... 12 times a game. If not more. Yeah, yeah. It's not even a thing. Like, like pretty much any guy who's in the NBA can slam dunk a ball. Yeah. Like, with his eyes closed. Yeah. So why is that so special? Don't show me something that happens 12 times a game. That is not special. If it happens once a game, that would be special. Right. But if it happens once a game in every game, then that's not even special right. anymore. When no one could dunk, and then Julia Serving is dunking over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it's exciting, right? But... Like, why do they freak out? So so I'll see, like, uh, you know, the, the, the guy that they seem to show the most is uh, Griffin on, uh, oh, on he OKC. Has power, he has powerful dunks. Sure, but I've seen his dunks. Yeah. They don't look anything they're not, special They're not to me. acrobatic or anything. They're just like powerful, right? It's okay. It's like power. You know, it's to me... Let me if stop you. you. See, if you let see, me stop no, you. No, no, I'm not going to let you stop <laughs> me. To me, if you see something like uh, a player like th throwing a, a heave from his own net, yeah. you know, with time running out of the clock, he's just heaving it because he wants to get it across and it happens to go in yeah. somehow. That's better. That's something special because that's rare. Yeah. You know, don't show me a dunk. The guy's two feet away from the basket. He should score. <laughs> what I was going to interrupt you was Steph Curry can dunk. That's all you need to know. Okay. Right? That's the littlest, the littlest skinny little guy who just looks like he could be your buddy walking down the street. He doesn't look like anything special. He looks like average, an average person. Steph Curry. He doesn't look like a basketball player. He can dunk. I'm pretty sure Spud Webb was able to dunk and he's even shorter than Curry. Yeah, Spud Webb was like 5'7 or 5'9. There you go. Yeah. Wow, I'm tired. I think I need a shower. Um, I think I need to take a shower. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else that's bugging me. I think I ran out of stuff. I'm glad you got it all off your chest. So, um, we're going to wrap up the episode. I'm just going to tell everybody, um, me and Josh are heading to Cooperstown to see the Tim Raines uh, entry into the Hall of Fame. So, we're pretty excited about that. I've been to the Hall of Fame few times three yeah. times maybe but i've never been to the hall of fame weekend so i'm looking forward to that yes. so i think our next episode will probably be baseball heavy and we'll probably talk about everything that happened in cooperstown all our nonsense yeah things. i'm very excited about this trip it'll be a more personal episode it'll be more about us right than about yeah, other stuff i haven't been to the uh, baseball hall of fame in many years I, I was there at least twice if not more yeah but it's been a while so I'm looking forward to this trip mm -hmm. and uh, i know that there's going to be a lot of uh, montrealers and ex-montrealers uh Descending, yeah, descending, descending upon Cooperstown. People. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be like a reunion. And by the way, um, you know, I guess we can talk about this more on our next episode. But it just so happens that this year, when Tim Raines is being inducted, Bud Selig is also being inducted. That should be interesting. With all the Montreal Expos fans in it's attendance, it's going to be mega boost. I plan on booing Bud Selig like you've great. never it's heard. It's going to be great. Before. I can't wait. It's, I can't wait. So that'll be great. We'll, we'll... I may get kicked out actually. <laughs> 
I may, I may get kicked out. They can't kick you out. You're not, you're not paying to get into that. It's free. You're just sitting in a field. I can get kicked out. Okay. <laughs> All right. Speak to you next time. All right. Have a good week. Thanks, Kevin. The Skip and Josh podcast is over now. Don't worry. There'll be another episode soon.